Walk around with my chest out of my skin smooth. I'm healthy. I'm in a mix and I'm handshaking. What's going on, guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe. And I'm Matt. And this is the Joe Brothers Podcast. You know, guys, I, uh, I went for a walk yesterday. And, uh, you know, I'm in the habit of either walking or running the same path every single day. I, I take a few streets and typically I go about four, four and a half miles um, and turn around. Um, but every single day when I'm walking or I'm running, I, uh, you know, I notice there's so much trash littered along the path that I typically run on. And, um, and of course, like, you know, every, every fiber of my being just wants me to stop you know, and pick it up, you know, do the right thing. But I also like, I'm always, I'm always torn because I'm like in the middle of a run and I'm like, well, if I start, if I stop and pick up every piece of trash, you know, then I'm, I'm not going to get a very good workout. And the purpose, my intent right now is to get a good workout. And so typically I'll just, I'll just prioritize what's my intent and I'll go and I'll just jog past all the garbage. But yesterday I, uh, I just went for a walk, just a casual walk. And I decided to bring a garbage bag with me to pick up that garbage that I typically, you know, see every day on my runs. And, you know, I'm out there and it, it, first of all, it feels, it feels kind of odd. Um, I'm just gonna be honest. It feels kind of odd because there's so much traffic. Like this is a highly traffic uh, uh, street that I'm picking up garbage on and, and everybody's driving by me and I'm just doing my best to just focus on what's on the ground, Mark. Just look for the garbage, pick up the garbage, whatever. Don't pay attention. I know people are probably looking at me wondering, what in the world is this kid doing? Um, so I'm out there. And then first of all, about 10 minutes in, um, I hadn't even made it, I don't even know, a tenth or two tenths of a mile uh, from my house. And this really, really sweet old lady rolls down her window and she said, thank you so much for picking up the trash. And uh, I looked up and I made eye contact with her and I smiled my best smile and I said, hey, no problem. Um, and, and then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up trash. I've been in the corner. Uh, I probably, realistically, I probably didn't even make it a quarter mile uh, away from my house. And I had already completely filled my garbage bag, you know, to the brim. And so I ended up turning around, going back to my house, getting a second garbage bag and then going back and, and continuing to pick stuff up. And it was just so much garbage. And, and I went through this, this streak of this, this one strip of, of grass on the side of the road. It was just so heavily littered. And I, and I was thinking things to myself like, man, this ain't my job. You know, it's not my job, but I'm out here. And, you know, and then I, I literally at one moment I, I laughed and I said, Mark, you know, <laughs> I don't know why you're out here picking up trash. Like there's literally going to be more trash here tomorrow. Like, like it's just going to get dirty again. But almost immediately, you know, I guess I've kind of gotten to a point, I've trained my brain, almost immediately, you know, I combated that thought with another thought, which is like, you know, uh, that's just, you know, that's just the nature of things. Like, that's just, that's just how life is. You know, you clean things and, and they get dirty again, you know, and it shouldn't ever stop you from cleaning them in the first place, you know, and, and, and just to dig a little bit deeper, like what, what I've really, really trained myself to think is that you can't let external circumstances dictate how you show up. Like just because, um, you know, somebody else uh, thinks that it's okay, they live there like your neighbor. Just because your neighbor throws trash on the sidewalk every day, it shouldn't turn you into a person that is okay living in filth. Like, you know, and so uh, that thought, that, that immediate reaction of, 
you know, hey, that's just the nature of things. You know, you clean things, they get dirty again, but it should never stop you from cleaning them in the first place. As soon as I had that thought, swear to God, it was really, really funny. I took two steps forward and there was a brand spanking new crispy $20 bill. Like, looked like it just, it had just came out of an ATM. Like one of those kind of crispy $20 bills. Didn't even, wasn't wrinkled or anything. And I literally just started laughing out loud. Like I just started laughing because to me, uh, you know, it was just, uh, it was just God completely verifying or validating that, that thought, you know, that thought and that commitment that I made to myself to, to show up as the best version of me, irrespective of how the people around me are showing up. The commitment that I made to, to clean it anyway, even though I know it's gonna get dirty again tomorrow, right? To do the right thing, regardless of, of any excuse or, or logical rationalization um, that I could have made for not cleaning it. You know, and, and another thing that I thought is, you know, that thought process of, oh, it's just going to get dirty again tomorrow, so I might as well not clean it. That's how most people think. And, and just uh, as an aside, you know, something that I always try to do in my life is I try to look for opportunities to do things that I, that I think that most people wouldn't do. I always try to take the path that I think most people wouldn't take, you know, and so uh, I laughed and, and, and I picked up, the, I mean, honestly, I picked up the $20 bill, put it right in my pocket. I started thinking about how I was going to spend that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I filled up that second garbage bag all the way to the top, had two full bags of garbage. I'm talking big, big garbage bags too, guys. Like I didn't go out there with any, you know, like the grocery bags. I went out there with two big garbage bags and, you know, I walked back to my house. I, uh, I came in and um, I sat down and I, and I told Matt about it, you know, I told Matt about it. I, I was telling him the story and, um, and it's just so funny, you know, because him and I, we're both, you know, believers, you know, real, um, really, like we're both believers. I don't know how else to describe it. And so when I told him, man, it's just, you know, it was just, it's so beautiful how sometimes God will speak to you or, or confirm things that you need him to confirm uh, in the in, in 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 real time, like in real time, like when I was standing there thinking to myself, man, I, this is silly, Mark. This is this is gonna get dirty again tomorrow. You know what? Do it anyway. And then God puts twenty dollars on the ground. It's just twenty dollars, but you know what? Twenty dollars is twenty dollars. You know. <laughs> and so uh, and so, Matt, like you know, this is now the second time you're hearing the story. Um, you know, but but seriously though, you know, something I want to hear about uh, from you is just, you know, what's your take on that? You know, um, it, it, not only the concept of cleaning it anyway, all right, but also like, you know, God sometimes confirming things that you need Him to confirm when you when you make it past that moment, like there's that pivotal moment where you can be like everybody else, or you can do the thing that's uncomfortable that you really don't want to do, but you know is the right thing to do. And then right when you get through that moment, God confirms, like, "Hey, man, great job, great job, you did the right thing." Yeah, man. Uh, I think that's like that's something that we you know kind of gotten into before, uh, both on the podcast and not on the podcast, but. Um, you know, but for the, you know, the cleaning it anyway, right? Like as Mark was talking about this and saying that, you know, and, and telling that story, it just made me think of like, you know, the trash on the, on the side of the road, you know, being like, you know, the, the quote unquote trash in our lives, you know, like I kind of equate like what Mark went through and, you know, his intent on picking up the garbage, not necessarily like, obviously 
like he said, you know, he's going to pick up that garbage and there's going to be more garbage tomorrow. But uh, it's more about the purpose, the practice, the intent, you know, that he went out there with that was important to me. And that struck me and that I made the correlation to like life practices. You know, I was just thinking like, you know, what, you know, what's the trash in my life that I need to pick up? And, you know, there's trash in all of our lives. I can, you know, I, I, I venture to say that we're walking over on a day-to-day basis that we're running right by, like Mark was talking about. And, you know, I just was reflecting as he was talking about the trash in my life that if I, you know, if I, if I approach that trash in my life with the same intent that Mark approached the trash on the, on the side of the road yesterday, you know, how much better would I be? And, and, you know, and to answer your question, like, you know, what's my thoughts on, you know, on, on doing it anyway, on, 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 you know, on approaching that trash with that intent. It's just like, how do I separate myself from everyone else in a positive way? Like, you know, no matter what you do for a living, no matter what your goals are, no matter what you're working towards, we, we should, we are all working towards something and we all have something that is purposeful in our lives. And I think that how we separate ourselves, differentiate ourselves from other average individuals and accelerate our own success is doing the small things that everyone else doesn't do that you know those things that you you, you talked about like you know I tr- you know you try to do things that the mo- mo- the majority aren't doing well i think that picking up the trash is a perfect place to start and the trash in my life that i was thinking about as you were talking were just things like hitting the snooze button all right that's a piece of trash that i walk over every almost every day and i'm not proud of it but that's a piece of trash that i need to pick up You know, I need to approach with intent and pick that piece of trash up. And then hopefully one day it won't be thrown back down. You know, same thing with, you know, my reading, you know, reading 10 pages a day is a habit that you and I are both into at this point. But there's days when, you know, I just don't get it done. And if I'm feeling cramped for time, that's the first thing off. That's the first thing that I don't do, you know, and and that's, you know, that's a piece of trash that I need to approach with intent. You know, same thing with stretching and mobility and recovery, like with intent. You know, this is something that I joke with my clients about that I'm allergic to stretching, but that's a piece of trash I need to approach with intent, you know, for real, man, because like, how, how do I separate myself? How do I get 1% better? And these are all the things, drinking enough water, right? My check-ins, you know, nurturing relationships with people that are important to you. You know, we all, we've all had the thought, hey, like, I, I should really check in with my mom. You know, I know you have, right? Like, Mark, Mark's the worst. But like, you know, even things like that, nurturing relationships with people that are important to you, that's a piece of trash that a lot of us are walking over every single day that, you know, and it matters, whether in a professional sense or a personal sense. If it, it could be my mom or it could be clients, you know, on a non-check-in day that I know that they're struggling and I could, you know, I, I think to myself, hey, I could check in with that person. And if I don't, then that's a piece of trash I just left on the ground. You know, if I don't check in on them, see how they're doing, that's a piece of trash I'm leaving on the town or on the table that would have made my world a better place. And I think that an accumulation of trash, whether on the streets or in our lives, creates chaos, creates disorder. Not only that, I think that an accumulation of trash on the streets and on your and in your life, um, it can kind of create a vicious cycle. All right. Like actually, uh, I don't know if you guys, you, you, hopefully you guys will, 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 will see this after I say it, right? But, but something that I think is, is, a, is a, a really interesting piece of human nature, right, is, is when we feel good about things, we treat them good, right? And so 
Like when you, when you, like maybe you don't think that you live in the nicest neighborhood or the nicest house or the, maybe you don't have the nicest car, but guess what? When you start to treat that car like it's a, like it's a Ferrari, you know, and you detail it and you keep it perfectly clean, you know what? You feel a lot better about your car. When you have a, a, a pair of sneakers, you know, a pair of sneakers that you keep crispy clean. Every single you get the toothbrush out and you squeak, 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 squeak on the on the so keep it bright white. You wash the laces and everything. Okay, you love those shoes. You you but it, but if you let them get dirty, you let them get soiled, and then you just you, you you don't pay any attention to it. You walk past the trash. They get dirtier and dirtier and dirtier. Before you know it, those are your bang around shoes. Um, same thing with your house or your apartment. Like I've lived in the smallest, you know, cheapest weirdest grungiest apartments okay but i kept it clean like it was a palace you know because it was my space is where i lived and, and and because of that i really didn't look at it like it was cheap or grungy or or anything like that i i actually liked it you know and so um when you feel good about things you treat them good and when you treat them good you continue to feel good about them right and and the same is true for ourselves this is one of the most powerful realizations that I've had, and this is actually, I've never actually told anybody this, but this is actually why I operate in the health and fitness space. This is why I owned a gym before, I was a personal trainer, nutrition coach, this is why I'm so passionate about helping people who help people in the fitness and nutrition space. Because I think when you look at the, the widespread um, occurrences of, of mental health disorders, right? Depression, anxiety, like people, People don't feel good about themselves. And you know what happens when they don't feel good about themselves? They don't treat themselves good. So they eat healthy, they have unhealthy habits, they live a sedentary lifestyle, they're couch potatoes. You know, they, they go out drinking every weekend because they don't feel good about themselves. They don't have a sense of self-worth or confidence or any of that stuff. And you know what happens when they do those, when they don't treat themselves good? They, they, don't feel, they still don't feel good about themselves and it creates a, a vicious cycle where you don't feel good about yourself so you don't treat yourself good. And then, and then continue, continue, continue. And all it takes, all it takes is for somebody to, you can reverse that cycle, right? Because um, when, you, when you treat yourself good, you feel a little bit better about yourself. So you know how powerful uh, a nutrition coach or a personal trainer or even a fitness influencer can be? A fitness influencer can literally change somebody's entire life, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, simply by inspiring them to adopt one healthy habit. Right. One healthy habit. Somebody all of a sudden they quit drinking soda and they start drinking water. Well, well, they still don't feel great about themselves, but they feel a little bit better. They feel a little bit better about themselves. So they treat themselves a little bit better. And what I mean by treat themselves a little bit better is maybe they start eating healthier. Maybe they start drinking more water. Maybe they start going for walks on their lunch break, whatever. And it just the cycle now has an opportunity to reverse, to reverse and become this perpetual, you know, you feel good about yourself, so you treat yourself good and you feel better about yourself, so you treat yourself better. And that's what you see when you look at the people like Matt and I who, uh, who live a fairly uh, disciplined and healthy and productive lifestyle. We don't, we don't even own a TV, you know, all of our habits, all of our hobbies, all, our eating habits, our routine, the things that are important to us, they're all conducive to health or productivity and it does it's not a chore to us it's not a chore to us but it was in the beginning 
because there was a point where I didn't feel good about myself. So I didn't treat myself good. I didn't feel worthy and I didn't feel like I deserved to even be alive. So I was really reckless with my life. But as soon as I, I forced that first healthy habit, you know what I started? I started drinking water. That's it. Everybody asked me, where did your fitness journey start? I started drinking water. And you know what? That made me feel a little bit better. So then I started going for walks. And that made me feel a little bit better. So then I started working out and it made me feel better. And then I started eating healthy and it made me feel better. And now I feel great. I'm mentally, and I'm not even talking about physically. I'm talking about mentally and emotionally and spiritually. I feel as good as I ever have, but it's because I treat myself good. And, 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 and that is a, me picking up that trash on the side of the road is a, it's a direct, uh, it's a deposit. It, it, well, yeah, it's a deposit, but it's 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 a direct reflection of that same concept applied externally. Like that that concept can be can be applied internally to help you feel better about yourself, to help you earn confidence and a sense of self worth, and 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 just to feel good in, uh, about yourself. But but applied externally, guess what? Like I don't live in the nicest neighborhood, but you know what? I I felt a little bit better about it once I cleaned up all that trash. You know, and like, that's just a, it's just a concept that I think can be applied internally, externally, but it's a powerful concept. And it's what, it's honestly what drives me to do things like that. Like sometimes you don't feel good about your circumstances. You don't feel good about where you live. You don't feel good about yourself. You have to force yourself to do that first, like uh, uncomfortable or, you know, uh, that first thing, right? Like me picking up the trash out there. I had to force myself to do that. But you know what? The next time I do it, it won't, it won't be quite as difficult because I feel a little bit better about my neighborhood. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And not only that, like, yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. You know, I'm reading a book called, I've been working on this book for a little while now. <clears throat> Piece of trash. Yeah, because you keep- Piece of, Piece of trash, and keep stepping over. But uh, I've been reading a book called Tipping Point by Mal Malcolm Gladwell, who also wrote uh, Outliers, which many of you may have known uh, or heard of. But in the tipping point, he's talking about, I mean, he talks about a lot, but what I recently read was he was talking about the crime wave of the late 80s and early 90s in New York City. And for those of you who are too young for that, New York City was like Baghdad in the 90s, right? So they were talking about how over the course of a five-year period, the crime wave dropped like 200%, like it dropped dramatically in uh, New York City. And it was over a relatively short period of time. And... What they, you know, what he talked about was like something that he called like the broken window theory or something like that. And basically, you know, he was talking about something that kind of sounds similar to what Mark was talking about is like, you know, when someone sees a broken window in a house and, you know, and they just leave it there and day after day, like that window is broken. Well, sooner or later, like, you know, a couple weeks later, you walk by and there's a few more broken windows. And then a couple weeks later, like there's maybe there's boards on the windows and the door is broken open. You know, and a couple of, and then next thing you know, like that place is a dump, like, you know, it's condemned. Right. And, uh, and they, they approached the crime wave by first, the first thing that they did, a new chief of police got elected, a new mayor came into, into office in New York city. And the first thing that they did was they started covering up graffiti in the subway. That was it. They had, they had hundreds of cops painting over graffiti. And, and then after that, they stopped letting people skip the tolls. Mm. Right? They stopped letting people jump over the turnstiles to get on the railway, on, on the subway. 
And it's like those small little things. That's trash that we that New York City was stepping over. And like what happened was people started to feel better about the city. Take more ownership. Took more ownership in it, right? People started to communicate with police now. People started to say things to their neighbor when they saw something, you know, out of line or askew. Like, you know, people started to take ownership of the city and the people took the city back from the criminals that were previously running everything in the streets. And it was really interesting to me to read that where they started on fighting crime, on violent, you know, violent crimes, was was painting over the, the, the graffiti in the subway. Dang, that's crazy. So I didn't even, I didn't even, I mean, Matt and I didn't even talk about what we were going to talk about on this before we even got on here. And uh, it's funny that you're that you're reading that book and and uh, and that you've just read about that example. That's powerful, but that's what I mean. That's, it. that's what I mean. It's all about drinking water. It, right. it, it's all about your perception, exactly your perception of your environment, your perception of yourself. And and yes, your perception might be fixed right now, but you can influence your own perception of something by simply taking initiative and taking ownership. You know, and 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 and, and treating it. Uh, as if it is what you always dreamed it would be. You know, uh, if I lived in my dream home on some big estate, you, you you can bet your bottom dollar that every single Snickers wrapper and 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 beer bottle and everything would be picked up immediately the day the day I seen it get dropped. And so just because I don't live there yet doesn't mean I can't treat my current neighborhood like that. And I and 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 I want to say one more thing because I saw a lot of people. Um, when I shared this story on social media, a lot of people were like, you know what, dude, I'm going to bring a garbage bag outside in, in, in my neighborhood today. And, and, and you just never know what the ripple effect is going to be. Not only if you apply this concept internally, right, and you start making some health, you start, you force yourself into that first healthy habit, that first productive habit. You force yourself to start waking up earlier, drinking more water or whatever. You don't know who you're going to influence. And the same thing, if, if you apply this concept externally and you decide to take a garbage bag with you on your next walk and pick up your neighborhood a little bit, I bet you, you do that consistently. You'll see, Eventually, you'll see somebody else with a garbage bag out there picking up garbage because no matter who you are, right, no matter who you are, somebody somewhere looks up to you. You know, and that's that's another concept that I think that we take for granted a lot. Everybody has personal influence in their social circle, in their community, in their, um, in, you know, among their coworkers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so just by stepping up and holding yourself to a higher standard, um, you can influence, you can encourage, you can inspire other people to start holding themselves to a higher standard. And just like I experience, you know, with 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 really just God confirming you know, hey man, I'm proud of you. Here's twenty dollars. You know, uh, I really do truly believe. Whether you believe in in God or the universe or whatever it is, I truly believe you get confirmation in your life. You know, good things happen when you uh, stay true to yourself and you stay true to your heart and you do what you know is right in every single moment that you can. So. That's really all. I wanted to share that story with you guys today. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, for those of you that listen to the podcast, I love you. Thank you so much. And for those of you that share it, man, thank you so much. Um, 